welcome to How To Feel Better with me, Ruth Kudsey. How You Feel Better is an inside job and we're gonna be delving into ways that you can enhance the way that you feel about yourself and lead a happier and more fulfilling life. I'm Ruth Kudsey, a master certified coach, best-selling author and coach trainer, and I'm delighted to have you here. One of the things that makes a huge difference in how we feel is the experience of positive emotion. And when people get a little bit confused around this, they feel that talking about positive emotion and the frequency of us feeling it means that we're going to be toxically positive, means that we're going to be like, okay, everything is great, everything is perfect, everything is amazing, when really everything is falling down around us. And that isn't really about feeling positive emotion, that is toxic positivity. That is not my bag, that is not what I suggest. Healthy, well-balanced people who feel better feel the range of emotions. We feel the sadness, we feel the anger, we feel the resentment, and we feel the joy, the awe, the happiness, the gratitude. And it is about having that mirage of emotions. But actually, if we really want to enhance our well-being, and this is very much taken from Martin Seligman's PERMA model and other models of well-being, then if we can increase the frequency of us feeling positive emotions, we feel better. I mean, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? We know that when we are around people who make us feel good, we're happier. When we're around people who don't make us feel good, we're less happy. So we can change our inbuilt innate negativity bias by having more positive thoughts. Now, I'm gonna be delving more into this today talking specifically about the power of visualization and vision boards. Big vision thinking. So if we're thinking about this through a positive psychology and a feeling better lens, when we are able to look to the future and when we're able to do that with optimism, which if I'm honest, I don't think I've ever seen somebody create a vision board that is not about optimism. What we're doing is we are working with our brains to rewire them. We are building new neural pathways. We are also increasing the frequency of the neural pathways that we've got that are helping us to experience positive emotion. Imagining a future, imagining a future where we have got the things that are important to us, where we're feeling those positive emotions actually in itself enhances our positive emotions and increases our well-being. So having time where we positively imagine our future is good for our well-being. As I said, it's also the first step of building new neural pathways. So if we're thinking about the brain, it's about starting to value tag, starting to tell the brain what's important to us. And the great thing is our brain listens. Our brain wants to know, hey Ruth, what's important to you? Um, don't know why it has a slightly weird accent there, but maybe that is maybe that's my brain's voice. But looking at that, okay, this is really important to me. And our vision boards don't need to be only things that we want. 
They can also include how we want to feel, who we want to be around. It is much more about our human experience than just sticking our Range Rover onto it. No dissing anyone who wants the Range Rover on their vision board. Your vision board is up to you. This is about you getting super clear on, okay, this is what I want my life to look like. This is what I want my life to feel like. This is how I want to be interacting in my life. And the great thing is that we have a choice. You're not going to create a vision board and then the next day, miraculously, your life's going to transform. But by creating a vision board, what you are doing is you are saying, this is what I want. And you are starting to open up your brain to possibility. You will start to look for opportunities that are congruent with what you want. For example, I created some vision boards with my friends during the first lockdown, so nearly two years ago now. And what I did is I was, I kind of gave them the spiel, you know, think about how, what you want your life to look like. Think about what you want to be feeling and what you want to be thinking. And we all created these vision boards. And then obviously when you've got a vision board, it's great that you have it places that you can see it. So it might be that you have it up in your office, but equally it might be the screensaver for your phone. The brain loves repetition. Neural pathways love repetition too. And supporting my friends to create these vision boards, one of my closest friends, two years it took her, and at that point she was not working. She didn't have a job. She didn't have, you know, she was really not in a great place. And she created a completely different vision for her life, living in a completely different place. And it took her two years. She's now living that life. And as she says, she couldn't be happier. But she set that intention. And then she followed through with behavior. And I think this is the part that we often don't talk about. People are like, yeah, set your intention. But set your intention and then what? Set your intention and then act on it. So another example, I don't know why they're all going to be where you live examples, but where you live and your environment is so important. And it took us from thinking about it to moving about four years. So we kind of knew the area. And I had this vision. I had this this thing in my mind. And I don't see in pictures, actually. I, I, I struggle to see in pictures, but I feel. And I knew that we would be living opposite the forest and I'd be able to walk into the forest with a coffee. I had this really strong sensation. And we put an offering on this house during lockdown, the second lockdown. And, you know, it was near the forest, but we didn't really look at exactly where it was. And then we moved to the area. So we'd only seen the house, I'd only seen the house once. And because it was kind of lockdown and there was all this stuff going on, you know, it wasn't like we could spend a lot of time. And we couldn't really explore the area. Places were shut. So I didn't really realise how close we were to the forest. And we are literally opposite the forest. So this feeling that I had, you know, this, this vision of what I wanted my life to look like, it looks like that. But it didn't happen by chance. 
So I said to my brain, this is important. I thought about it. We looked in the area where we knew this would be a possibility. We spoke to a mortgage broker who was able to get us a mortgage. You know, all of the things that we did backed up what I wanted. And I think that this is really important to go to. I know that people are always talking about what is realistic and what's not. It's not realistic to keep our dreams small. But here's the thing. Everything on your vision board is unlikely to come to fruition this year. Maybe you could change your vision board so it would only be this year. But think about what is realistic for you right now. You know, yes, we value tag. Yes, we build new neural pathways. Yes, there is science behind this. Yes, actually, when we're thinking about vision and big picture, we activate things called positive emotional attractors in our brain, you know, which helps us think more creatively, solve problems, make decisions, enhances our executive function. However, I, at 44, very, very nearly 45, I'm clinging on to my early 40s, I could put on the vision board of me competing in the Olympics. That is never going to happen. What's more realistic? Well, I ran a marathon a decade ago. Maybe it's running a marathon. I've said maybe. I'm not putting that on my vision board before anyone gets any ideas. Or maybe it's running a 10K. You know, so it's the same behavior, but actually I'm looking at it through a realistic lens. I was never that fast a runner. I'm definitely not you know, international standard and I'm too old. Like, let's look at the context. So when you're creating this future vision for you, when you're looking at actually, what do I want it to look and feel like? Think about it in terms of your context, okay? Am I going to be able to buy an 18 million pound house in the next year? Unless I win the lottery, no. Is winning the lottery a strategy to get me there? The odds are not in my favor. So no, that is not gonna be on my vision board. Actually, like my, my vision board in terms of my house, it's this house. It's really interesting. I did a visualization with a coach earlier last year and you know, we're always told that we need to have more, but actually sometimes it's okay to go, like that part of my life is where I want it right now. Actually, there's things that I want to see on the inside, but I don't need to keep striving. So your vision might not be that different from where you are now, and that's amazing. But how could you, how could you put the cherry on the top? Maybe that's working a bit less. Maybe that's seeing some of your friends a bit more. Maybe it is about going back and studying Spanish like you told yourself you were going to do when you were 18 and you haven't quite done it. This is about you going, right, okay, if I could have the life that I wanted by the end of this year, what is this going to look like? And given my context, how realistic is this? And then let's get some images, some words to, to actually make this concrete. And then let's look at this every day to help us set our intentions, to help us say, okay, are the goals and things that I'm pursuing congruent with this? Is, this? is there a plan that makes sense for me to get here? Because yeah, it's brilliant to have it. And there is some evidence that even creating a vision board because you're value tagging to your brain, what's important, that you're more likely to achieve things. 
But for me, if we want to supercharge this, we need to then think about, okay, how do I need to be? What do I need to do? How do I need to be thinking in order for this to become a reality? And you're going to learn this if you're going to listen to me for a while. I'm all about the 80-20. What do I need to do 80%, maybe sometimes 70% of the time to make this happen? How is what I'm doing today building towards this? And if it's not, let's revisit. How important are these things up here? Are they really important to me? Are some more important than others? What is my priorities that are going on here? And if they're not important to me anymore, let's change it. This isn't done in stone. I actually quite like creating vision boards on a cork board with drawing pins, because guess what? We can change our minds. We have a choice to always change what we're thinking and feeling and what is important to us. So my challenge to you is to create your own vision board, to create this place where you are going to put what is important to you this year. And what I'm going to do at the end of the year is do a reflection with you to support you on, okay, how did I get on? What did I learn about myself in this process? Remember, we back this up with looking at it and we can back it up with daily visualization or imagination, if you prefer that word, where you are imagining that you're there. You're priming your neural pathways. And then we have to think about actions that are congruent. What do I need to do? And then maybe some things that we're not sure. But maybe we start to think about, well, how will I find that answer? I really hope that you go from this episode inspired to take that time to look at what is important for you. Again, if you want to drop me any messages and share with me what you've created, I would love to see it. Until next time. I hope that you've got some practical things that you can take away so that you can feel better. If you have enjoyed this episode or if you've got any feedback at all for me, hop on over to Insta, find me at Ruth Kidsey and drop me a message. I would be delighted to talk to you. Take care.